guys, welcome to Cult Film Interview, the podcast where you discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up tonight. It's all rebellion and 90s teen angst, and sex, sex, sex. Because we're talking about the Doom Generation, so let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> where in the hell are we? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing is turning into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's stand on. No. Wolfman's gone. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got two to do. Shout out! Everyone's shocked by that. Yeah, yeah no, we did. We have two to do. I because I checked today and I didn't see any. Wow. Yeah. Where'd you find these? Uh, they're on iTunes. Uh, after you're done subscribing and leaving us a review, uh, head over to coltfilmandreview.com and check out all of our latest stuff there. You can pick up a shirt there. There's a whole bunch of stuff you can do, so just check that out. Coltfilmandreview.com. Um, as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilmberg. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hello, everyone. Tonight, we're talking about the Doom Generation uh, it was directed by Greg Araki, came out in 1995, had a budget of 800000 made 284000 in the box office, was filmed in Los Angeles, currently has a uh, rating of R. I don't know why I said it that way. Has, is an R rating? <laughs> currently. And currently has a rotten, to, a rotten tomato score of a whopping 47%. This was Chris's pick. Chris. Why'd you pick the Doom generation? Well, first of all, I might need to correct myself. This might be an NC-17 movie. I don't know if I it would, was R. I was going with, I thought it might I, be NC-17. I would say um, NC-17. I think it has been rated NC-17 at some point. But I, I, I picked this movie because this is like, for me, like a quintessential cult film. It's something that definitely has inspired me and has left an impact on me so much so that I myself has have made a film that was uh you know definitely references this film in certain ways um like I, I don't know this is something that I saw when I was really young I actually went to video update uh, I was like 13 years old looking for kids and they were always out of kids and the clerk recommended this movie to me he said we don't have kids but we we do have the doom generation Dude, what and, the fuck he was you were 13 and you were yeah. like oh I want to watch something like kids and the yeah. dude was just like yeah man kid you want to watch something watch this <laughs> semen eating movie fuck <laughs> <laughs> Right? Well, no. Listen, it's he, a great clerk. He man. knew yeah. what, he knew the reason I was looking for kids was probably because it was a controversial film. Okay, and he was a film nerd, so he was like, "Hey, you know, if he was looking for this kind of movie, he probably wants to see the Doom Gen- Generation, which also has some shock value to it. It has some street cred for making an impact in that way. I think uh, when it came out, and and uh, so I watched it, and when I saw it, it was like. It did shock me. Like it did. It did put me in a really weird mood. I felt very bizarre about the whole thing. Yeah, dude, you were thirteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know I, nothing about sex. This was way too fucking early for you to watch this. You know, I don't know if that's necessarily true no, it because is. what it did was <laughs> no, what it did was it it, it kind of blew the doors wide open on film in general and like how weird things can get in film and you know definitely got me in the door with like a like a John Waters and 
in other, you know, a David Lynch, like people who did like experimental films who have just things that are sort of uh, out there. I think he's, you know, definitely ma- this guy, Gregor Aki, has made his mark. And so this movie influenced me in a lot of ways. That's why I picked it. Also, true stories we could not get. So maybe that will come later. Way to shit all over <laughs> your fucking praise of this guy. Sorry. Man, I just love this film so much. And, you know, they didn't have true stories. So. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, Kyle, what about you? Have you seen The Doom Generation before? Um, no, I, I have not seen it before. I'm very familiar with the film because, you know, Chris, I feel like Chris throughout his his life has had shirts or movie posters or, or has talked about this movie. And uh, funny enough, I was just telling Chris before we got started, like there was a, there was a moment when I was younger, much younger. And he was uh, talking to my brother, Ryan about some movie where some dude, like there's a scene, there's a scene where some dude's watching two people have sex and he like jerks off and then he like licks it up. And I never knew what movie they're talking about. And then at the start of that scene, I was like, oh, my fucking God, this is that movie, isn't it? <laughs> and, I'll, and then it happened. I'm like, oh, my God, this is that movie. So, yeah, I've never seen it before. First time watch for me. What about you, Mike? I mean, I, I've seen the poster a million times because I get my hair cut at Chris's house. Right. <laughs> so, like, I've always watched it. And here's the one thing. I always thought it was Melanie Griffith. That was the main. Girl Are you thinking in of this? Cherry Two Thousand? Yeah, dude, definitely. No, no, no I know, I know, I know that I wasn't looking at a poster for Cherry Two Thousand. <laughs> I just always thought that, that that was the girl. That that it was. She looked like Melanie Griffith for some reason. The girl from Cherry Two Thousand. Yeah, the girl from. <laughs> Never mind. You guys are fucking. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, I've always wanted to see it. I never got a chance to, and then when actually when when Chris picked it, like I was, uh, I was really excited because I was like, man, I've been staring at that fucking poster for like three years. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I've known this movie since I was a teenager because of Chris, and never once. This is the weird thing about this movie. Never once has he ever recommended that you watch it. He will talk to you about it and say it's one of his favorite movies, but never is he like, dude, you should watch it. Or like, let me show you it. It's yeah. never. Ha- I've known him for almost goddamn twenty years. It's like, never happened. He's he doesn't like that want that responsibility. That yeah. He's the only guy listening to a really cool underground band. He like really doesn't want anybody else to yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that. I think actually, I realized like on this watch, um, this isn't the kind of movie you want to watch with your friends or your buds. Like, I feel like it. It, it would be a weird group watch. It, he didn't. He didn't ask to watch it with you, man. He just asked. I'm just he, saying. He just when asked you for even, solid you even, but you even like. You but to bring even it like, up, even to even bring it up, it's like, oh yeah. Let's check. You know, do you have it? Let's check it out. Like it's kind of a weird. Like you, you have to have a taste for like well, something yeah. really out there. No, I would like to watch it and just put my hand on your lap midway through just to see. <laughs> Give him the two pump, the double squeeze. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike's famous double squeeze. Oh God. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. I, you're right. I never thought about that. I never... It's true. It's it's one of those movies. Like I've always heard you talk about. Always seem to have like. You know what? Honestly, he, he's never like. Honest, you should watch it. I've known. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I've known. Obviously, I've known him for a long time. There are very few movies he's actually told me after explaining it to me. You should go check it out. He just likes to talk about the movie, but he never says you should, you should go, go check it, it out. Yeah. Like there's only a handful that I can honestly like. How the fuck did like, you work Amer- the video um, store? American movie, <laughs> American movie was one that he talked about and then said you should go rent that movie. But like, never Pink Flamingos, never this. I yeah. just know. I just feel like I, like this is kind of the moment where we were realizing on the show, like certain movies are getting introduced to us for the first time. 
you know, we're being forced to watch movies maybe we wouldn't normally pick for ourselves. Definitely. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just a matter of gauging your audience. It's like, maybe you wouldn't be into this movie, so I wouldn't say you should rush out and see it. My bad if you are, but, you know, it's like, I think we all do that to some degree. Yeah. But, I mean, this is so influential on you that you you put <laughs> elements of it in a short film you made. Yeah, you had never like, hey, dude, watch this. <laughs> it's so weird to me. I don't know. I it is very weird. Like, I guess it's like if you find it and it and it's something that you think is interesting, like then good for you. Like I, I don't need to convince but, you of anything. No, but it's like it's now. Like, I guess now will be the time that we see if like you know. You know oh wait, I, so hold I, on, hold on, hold it on. It would have really been quick. worth it to recommend it. I guess Re- really quick. Wait, so th- this is actually the first time you've watched it. First time I've watched it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've never seen it before. You never actually said that. You just yeah. said like that was Chris always talked it. about it. Well, I was getting around to it in a very long way. Yeah, okay, and then sorry. I forgot that that was actually what I was talking about. So thank you for bringing <laughs> us back. Why are our shows like an hour and a half now? Yeah, this is Can why. we talk about that a little bit. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> right now is why. Like we're do- <laughs> we're doing it again, guys. We should probably get to plots <laughs> with sorry, Mike. Let's do so it. let's get to plots with Mike. Weird. Yeah, it's a weird segue. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, Doom Generation. It starts off with this girl Amy and her boyfriend Jordan. Uh, like they go to high school. It's the '90s. You can tell that immediately. <laughs> it's pretty clear. Um, Amy's kind of like a uh, foul mouth. Kind of like I want. I don't want to say free spirit, but more like she's tough. She's tough, right? She's got a mouth she's, on her. What, what would that be? Alt. Alt. Yeah, no, that's, that's I like interesting. That. Yeah, she is alt. alternative she's looking. Alt, alt yeah. chick. I, I would say everyone's kind of alt in this movie. It's very nineties yeah. alternative. Yeah, yeah. Jordan is a sweet guy that is doing his best head impression from Bill and Ted's Adventure. <laughs> like you um, ain't kidding. Like I, you, yeah. Those two characters could be the the same person. Um, and they they're in love, and like they start kind of like bizarrely. Like entering this world the moment they meet this guy Xavier, who um like they're watching a movie or they're at, like on a lookout thing, right? That looks like an old ass drive in. Uh, that's dri- I couldn't drive tell. Up. Okay, yeah. 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 So they're you know they're making out and stuff like that, and this guy gets into a fight, and he accidentally ends up in their car, and they end up driving with this guy, and like trouble kind of follows this guy wherever yeah. he goes, and like for whatever reason, every time they try to let this guy go, he keeps somehow showing up, and like people die and shit. He's a <laughs> mutant, right? And and. The weird thing about it is, like, they're also starting in- to enter into this world that kind of is starting to get real surreal. Uh, there are there are weird moments in it where you, they even there start questioning whether or not I think they're even in it, and um, it, they continue that way. They just continue with this outlaw uh, and have a sex journey. Essentially, it's a road movie. It's a road. It's a road movie. That's yeah. exactly how I would put it. But so, th- there's no real destination. Mm-mm. Like they never get to White no. Castle. I don't like, even I mean, know where they're actually trying. <laughs> I didn't even to go. know they, I like, didn't even know yeah. it was a road movie until halfway no, it, fucking through it. Absolutely, yeah. But it absolutely is. Yes. Yeah. I kept on saying to myself, "How the fuck they afford the hotel?" <laughs> well, they robbed the the person at the first place. Yeah, but, yeah. I think after that they were even out of money. Anyways, well, <laughs> you know, it doesn't even matter because we're about <laughs> to get into it when we come right back. Oh, fuck. Scumfuck. Six dollars, 66 cents. You fucking kook. We left our wallets in the car, okay? Let me just go out and... Six dollars, 66 cents. What are you gonna do, shoot us? Is this some kind of joke, like can a camera or something? Ugh. 
doing? Saving your fucking life! And we're back. We're talking about the Doom generation. I don't even know where I want to start first. I guess we can start with... Um, does it, it opens up in a weird-ass like 90s club. Uh, you you think Rob Zombie could pop out at any time? <laughs> yeah, wasn't Rob is. Zombie playing? No, Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> no, get it right. Interchangeable. Kyle. Yeah, you thought he could have popped up? At, yeah. as, you know, well, they're yeah, they're in a club called Hell. Yep, and they're hanging out. She, obviously, drug doing drugs. She's on crystal dancing. meth. Yeah, she's yes. definitely on meth. Yeah, yep. she's on crystal meth. I don't know if I actually don't know if Jordan does. I don't uh, think he's he drinks on and smokes weed, but I don't think he does yeah. anything like hard. I agree. And yeah. he didn't seem like he did. I didn't see him do it. No. Least, so. The wise little Buddha that he is throughout this movie. We learn right away that she's kind of a brat. Like, she's oh. got a she's got a total bratty attitude, which Rose McGowan, I feel like this is her debut role. Like, this yes. is the first movie she ever been in. And just like one for the record, she claims she was 17 when she did this role. So underage, like, she lied, like, yeah, to, yeah. to get to get the part or whatever. But um um, yeah, this is her. This is the first time we see her, and and I feel like this kind of maybe somewhat defines her character later. Characters later on in her career. Can I, if we, if we can talk about the character itself, maybe not where it's going to go in this movie, um, and her her acting ability in this film, along with everybody else's. I man, for me personally, there's something about her line delivery in this movie that is just not good. As far as it's I don't, amateur, I think it's, it's amateur. Just, it's a little. It's new. almost every performance is, but hers is just. Her, yeah, it's also how it's written. I honestly, I, I, it's written to be funny, but it wasn't like funny to me because I was so I was watching part of this at work and like my coworker couldn't see it, but he was listening to it and he was like. Jesus, this sounds like an eight-year-old, and I was like, "Yeah." Wait, you were listening? To, you were watching this movie at work yeah. <laughs> in the break room. You okay. like, I didn't think this is a not safe for yeah. work situation. Uh, Every other word is "fuck" in this movie. <laughs> oh, people know what I do. Like people know people know what I do there. They know yeah. they, 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 they know, know what, what I do. Yeah. They know what I they do. know what I fucking do. <laughs> and he's like, "Jesus, dude." He's like, "That's he's like he's number one." He said that sounds awful, and it sounds like that like that she talks like an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. And then we start making fun of it going back and forth. It was like all you had to do is like replace something with like a body part, like whatever ain't his face. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it yeah. was a line of hers yeah. from the yeah. movie because that's yeah. how it came across. Yep. Yep. And there was something for me at least and that, that just made it I couldn't enjoy her. Here here's here's something I think you could like first of all, I feel like this movie is very rooted in like the '90s, especially with like yeah. the the these this type of dialogue. Like, oh, I agree. It's almost like it's like a teen movie ramped up into like a more like uh, a, a shocking kind of dialogue. So there's there's that element of going into it, but also we should mention that this is like a part of a trilogy. And if you watch the other two movies that are in this trilogy. The dialogue is very much the same. It's very like this is a style that he's trying to introduce into this teen angst world, well, I guess. Yeah, well, and because as I'm watching it, all I could think, and this is right from the get go too, all I could think is like, ooh, somebody watched Natural Born Killers. Like that's yeah, that's uh, instantly where I went with this. Me too. I'll watch this movie. I, mean, I got a strong, strong vibe from that. But I mean, you can't say that some. I mean, this came out. This came out after it. It came out after it. Yep. One year after it, so like, I don't think there's, that's enough time. I don't think so either, honestly. Do I don't that. think there is. I, there's not enough time for me it's to say for me to say someone watched that and they're taking from it. But yeah. I mean, the movies have very similar vibes, very similar setup, and very similar stylistic. Yeah, kind I, of direction. I, I agree with you there. Um, I did feel like the uh, obviously like the editing was very much like straight out of like the whole like Robert Rodriguez like. 
yeah. Kevin Smith. I, I actually thought it was shot almost like an early Kevin Smith movie. Mm-hmm. Like real drastic cuts, like real hard cuts that like go to angles that don't transition over very well. <laughs> like you'll get a real big close up all of a sudden, it'll be back out again. And right, it's like, right. there was a lot of that. Like the angles seemed just a little off. Like they weren't quite Dutch- polished. Dutching the fuck out of those yeah, angles. Yeah, like just weird <laughs> shit like that. So, but it was also like you go back and you watch. Like anything that came out in 94, 95, a lot of them had this type of. Is it, is it, it. it does is have. That, no, I agree with that. If you the watch like Lost Highway, yeah, yeah, it kind of has this even, feel. Yeah, even bigger vibe, films. Man. Yeah, had all this these type movie, of cut. All the movies at this time had the same exact look and yeah. feel. I thought, uh, for me, I feel like Natural Born Killers is a little more. Uh, there's a lot more motion to the camera. Does that make any it's sense? A little, it's more polished. Yeah. There's more motion, and that one I feel like, yeah, is kind of the it that that one has a style that is very uh, the it it feels very much like the end of the '80s and the beginning of the '90s. It's this kind of like you still have the I guess cinema polish to it, but it's but it has some mm-hmm. of these what you get in the '90s. These kind of hypercuts, these weird angles, these weird editing style. Yeah, it's choppy well, and grungy. The other yeah. thing like, yeah. can be so bold, like yeah. <laughs> obvious. The crow kind of had you know, like yeah. I feel like it's kind of all has this dark seedy, like it's, it's all rock angst, and roll man. '90s, like grunge rock it's '90s gothy like, kind of. We're gonna of, break the rules. Yeah, I agree with that too. Rebellious. Yeah. I agree with that too because I even feel like the acting style that they did choose to go with it because obviously there's a director on the set and if he's thinking like oh my god she's a Mar-. I think that she she portrayed what he wanted mm-hmm. the director definitely wanted I think that's exactly what he wanted to capture was an again amateur kind of feel weird because she has such a fucking weird cadence in how she delivers her line everyone does in this movie except for I'd say probably Jordan is the one that has he has a cadence, but it's only because he sounds like you know from he's like from Village strong, strong out surfer dude. Yeah, I, mean, I just think this I, I, dialogue is hard to deliver without being campy about it. Like I really think, like yes, she has a very bratty, campy, over the top way, and it's she just keeps going, and you know what I mean. It's almost like how you were saying with Pink Flamingos, like it just keeps going with the dialogue. Yeah, that's almost like how th- her character is in this. It's like you're right; she's always got a comeback, always got this crazy, witty, like bratty, you know, thing to say like and it just it's relentless almost it is almost but the, i guess the, for me is like the what ruined it is this the delivery of it is also so just as bad as the relentlessness on it that it's like it's hard to it's hard to it's it's just it's hard to take a lot of you guys you got annoyed by it yes i'm not mm-hmm. gonna there's not a single performance in this film i dislike like I knew, that, that, I knew that was coming. It, God damn it! Include <laughs> no, it includes Rose McGowan. I just kind of feel like I, I feel like you get the same. You get that stuff out of David Lynch movies sometimes too. Like really, really awkward lines. Yeah, or like conversations that are weird. Like you put mustard on that hot dog, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, I love mustard. Like something weird like that, and that would be like a line, and it's in. The way the characters always deliver those lines is it's like it's it's almost forced in a weird way. Yes, where you think it's supposed to be something special, but it's not. Like it's mm-hmm. just a throwaway line. Yeah. Um. Like I felt like this movie had a little bit of that. I didn't mind it at all. Quite honestly, it it just added more to like the indie appeal. I yeah. think is the best way to put it. I just felt <laughs> like it had that raw feeling and like weirdly raw, like un- unpolished acting moments in it. She felt like, to me, like it felt probably one of the reasons why I like her character in this is because she felt like unapologetically badass in a way, but also super naive and, oh, yeah. And like just sort of like 
by the seat of her pants experiencing life, you know? Yes. It's like I kind of had this duality uh, to it. I don't know. Because there's that weird there's that weird character thing that they play out throughout the whole movie, which is these people that keep coming up from I'm assuming her past mm -hmm. that she has. At first, I was like, "Oh no, that, that just somebody just this movie's weird, whatever." Somebody just mi misrecognized her. But then when it started happening over and over again, I was like, "No, she has this weird. She has this weird past thing where she was someone else a bunch of times." Jordan is this very naive, very innocent, fucking somewhat just like also. Like just dumb, like I don't know. I want to say dumb, but just, I guess that's like naive. I guess dumb, naive. I don't know. And then you have Xavier, who's uh, he's a mutant. Um, but no, I don't <laughs> keep going. With I'm it, gonna man. run with it. No, I just don't. I don't. I honestly don't know. He's like weird. He's he's a very hard character for me to nail down yeah, as far I as think what he his he plays his character exactly how he's supposed to be. He's an outlaw. Um, he he has no problem killing people. Uh. <laughs> And, but he like has whatever forever reason he has a soft spot for these two kids and soft spot yeah a hard spot sorry a hard I spot <laughs> yeah I I don't know I I take I I, I don't know I take I, I take slight offense to using the term soft spot I don't think it's because soft spot implies like oh I'm gonna nurture these two through this he journey what and I'm saying is he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't steal their shit and drive off of their car no I don't I, I, he sticks you know, with them for whatever reason I just I, I, it, he's more like a he's kind of like a, a leech or a parasite he's kind of stuck onto them I think after he would have banged Jordan he probably would have stole their car and left I think that was his his you mission think that was, that was the the whole thing. I, yeah. I don't think. I think I, it was the the the, the, the know, bang both of them. That, I don't think that Xavier is that 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 weird. I I yeah. I think he's he's a guy who shits where he eats. Like I mean, I think he's the type of dude like he fucks everything up that he touches. And I think that he kind of. But I don't. But here's the thing: like he doesn't ruin these fucking kids' lives at the end of this film. Well, their lives are already ruined. <laughs> there's nothing to let. Like, there's, yeah. there's really nothing to ruin. Accessories to murder. Yeah. Like what the fuck is there to like? No. Even before well, that, it's like they're on meth. Like who does? Like, who does really ruin nothing? The only does, one there is to ruin oh, is Jordan. No, they're who virgins does, who at does the beginning. Ru ruin their lives because who who is the one that does it then? Because <laughs> uh, Jordan ends up dead. Because of like the journey that they have to go, that they go down. Yeah, but th that's just like the journey. Like they become different. But did they go down that journey? Because would they? The question. The question is: Would they have gone down that journey had Xavier not killed the store clerk at the beginning? Uh, that, that's the action that set off that, the rest of the that's film. That's a tough question to answer. Because, like, I, but now you're. I mean, I feel like that's a retroactive justification for. Look, I mean, like the, the, when they go on this journey, it's like. I hate to say, it, but like it, like the question is: Do the characters grow, or is it just watching a tragedy? Well, and I don't think that it's a tragedy. Well, we're talking. We're, we're, I, 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 we're talking about the character, though. You, you say that that you 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 stated that you don't think Xavier ruined ha, ha, ruined these kids' lives, and I'm I'm not saying these kids had a great life beforehand. But what I, what I am I'm saying is that, that his actions, I think his actions directly are responsible for the path that they end yeah. up going down. And they even they even talk about it in the film. I mean, it's like, if it wasn't for you doing this, we wouldn't be here. And yeah, type but of thing. think of all the things they learn about themselves. Like, isn't that the whole... I mean, I guess we could... Sure, as that, we continue might, going through the, 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 that's the, point the plot... Of a, that's well, the point of a road movie, for sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Right, so, so like what I'm saying is, if I'm going to sit there and I'm going to say, all right, who's the antagonist in this film? I'm not saying it's know. Xavier. I don't know what they learned about, even though... Well, let's find come out. Yeah, let's, no, I'm well, interested too. Come, what do you mean? Come on, I'm interested too. Like it doesn't 
like like you said you said earlier that that they're both virgins in the beginning. No, they're not. Like we've learned that throughout the movie that Amy is well, too, no, clearly tied through sex. We don't learn that. We don't learn Amy's that. They imply through... it, but they don't ever confirm it, dude. I, yeah, That's the one thing I can't can take I mean, away. Also, yeah. Like like I'm I'm still like on the fence like maybe she this is just some weird like kind of like night that's happening to them like i'm not convinced that she has this dark past although i do like that theory and i think that's a fun theory to consider is that she does have this like all these personalities like you know and they're all coming back to get her now including the fbi but do keep in mind it's not it's so it's not a weird night it's a weird week basically right oh yeah you're right you know what i mean so So if it's a couple of days and it can't be a weird night, then the other only other theory is this is some sort of weird. They're living in some sort of weird like um, uh, purgatory, purgatory, or some some sort. Yeah, they call this the apocalyptic trilogy, and it's and like the movie was even shot to look apocalyptic. So I feel like they're trying to put some kind of. Well, I think weird... the purgatory was was I, I I took that's how I was taking this whole film was that's the angle because that's also why that every single number. In the film was six six six. I think it was implying that they're in like a purgatory state. Mm, interesting. I never heard this theory before. I really? really made it up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. He never picked up on everything. Costs six hundred and six dollars. No, I'm aware of that, cents. of course. But the I, address I, is always six 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 too. Right, right. But I didn't, I didn't assume automatically that that meant they were held in some kind of purgatory hell. Like it's like the only thing you can gather from that, no, that the, o- the only thing that that hurts me on that theory is you, you in well usually which obviously you can't say usually when you're talking about any films because directors can do completely unique things but usually there's going to be at least some moment where you're like when you don't watch movie or you rewatch movie you're like that's the moment that they tripped into purgatory like the only moment that I could possibly think of is the shop clerk but then that would imply that they all died in that situation I think, no I think it starts in in a club called Hell, which is like the first shot we get. It's true. Like, the right, question is, yeah. do they start in Purgatory or but do they transition they go to into it? They go to heaven right after that. Like they, she, that's exactly what he says. You want to go to heaven. You want to go to heaven. That's when they're up in the car and they're banging. And when Xavier comes into their life, which could be like a Satan figure, I guess, if you wanted to kind of. I think I Xavier, like that, Xavier is a biblical name, is it not? Well, his no, name's Xavier Red. I'm assuming Red is like a reflection of his. Mm. Well, I mean, I character. guess you could say that, or I mean, the fact that their names are red, white, and blue is man, dude. This white is... would be Jordan, who would be more like an angelic type or, figure, or I guess. no, I like think an, an ignorant. It's the red, white, and blue. I think he's in. Fl- I'm, I'm saying that <laughs> he's I think that they're re- representing, yeah, America, the new American. Oh, I'm generation. sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that comes into play <laughs> definitely. I kind of wanted to let him keep going and find out what he had for blue. Now that being yeah. said, blue no, is but... sad. It's a sad color. No, but you know what? Actually, though, <laughs> I don't think sad. I don't think Chris is that far off. At some point in time, even if they were saying, all right, we're going to have three people and their names are red, white, and blue, and they ask who's red, who's white, who's blue, I think Chris is on to the point. I don't see anybody but Xavier being red. Right. It would not make any sense for the the, the angry, you know, wild guy to be called, like, blue white. or white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean... The, and white, I he mean, is the purest I'm guy. I'm just kind of playing, playing off the, yeah, off the theory that this is hell, or this is... That we're literally in some kind of real-life hell, right, in this... And everybody's just a dysfunctional okay. person. And you just blew my mind because I never even came close. I just it was the six six stuff. Six stuff. I was like, oh, that's just the nineties. Like, yeah, six six six. Let's rile yeah. our parents. Really, Satan. Like, yeah. Wait, but, wait, at what point in time do you do you realize you're seeing like surrealist kind of like interpretations and things and and metaphors, and you're seeing that these things, you're like, okay, yeah, this is a symbol for something. 
This has happened too many times that it's just yeah. Same with uh, the same with the sign, the the sign in every shop, but where either implying that we will shoot you, we don't call the cops, there's, and that yes. it's always showing yeah, a, a gun a or something, yeah. something yeah. about a gun, and they're going to kill you. It's like yeah. there's all these recurring things and themes in it. That's why I took a, that's what I took away from it. Why it was like pur- it felt like purgatory too, because also all these characters they run into, they're like these. They're they're almost like they they they're very much if you if you like you know if you understand like Dante's Inferno and 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 that sort of world like Purgatory has all these people who are just they're like desperate souls mm-hmm. and every person that that says hey you're so and so it's almost like these it's almost like these desperate spirits trying to latch onto something. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of feels like that. In yeah, this movie. I, I yeah. To, I mean, I just I don't I don't actually even think Amy's character. It makes sense for her to be like, yeah, she's been banging people around town and like like yeah. she's got different names and with they every go one of far them. Far away, man. That's a far way to go. She's not like it's not like a hop to the to the neighbor's like, house. Is <laughs> Jordan just the next one of those people? Like, yes, like see? she's taking yes. advantage of you know 100%. like. I didn't think that. That's what I got. One hundred percent. I think. <laughs> oh, no, I could take that. I could see it because I think she's lying when she says, "But she we're both them. virgins." Like at the beginning, yeah. when he's like, "I'm afraid of catching AIDS," and she says, "But we're both virgins." Like she I'm lies, like, I don't think you're a virgin. She like, lies about loving him too. I think. Mm, nah, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, I do. I. I don't. Yeah, I think that could be a good misdirect from the director. Yeah, maybe um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I that's just how where I went with the film. So I would say for me, like it's it's funny that you guys bring this up because I didn't. Yeah, I I understood like the the repeating elements and stuff like that. But yeah, no, in no way did I ever get the element of like they're in purgatory or anything like that. I was just like, okay, here we go. we got a we got an art house movie. I just feel like, no way, but I don't, I, I don't know that they're in purgatory. That's not what I'm. Like, but I, I interpreted that, it as yeah. Such. I guess I never looked that deep into this film because it never grabbed me from the fucking get go. Yeah, but that doesn't like I, I, what I'm trying to say is like, do you not know you're watching something surreal? Is it not apparent to you? Like no. when you're watching, like when does it become apparent to you that you're like, all right, it's not by accident. For, or for me, at least, for the surrealist films that we watch and stuff like that, a good one is going to make me want to question what's going on. It has to get me from the beginning, and it's going to make okay. me want to question what's going on. This film from the get go never made it, me do that. When it mm. starts off with the shitty dialogue, in my opinion, what? with with the character Amy giving this this very dry, weird cadence delivery. I'm already out. Well, but you never thought- we know this. I mean, well, this is a running theme with a lot of your reviews. Is if you don't yeah. like the characters and you don't right away, you don't like the characters. It's hard for you to like invest any more into the story. Well, not only that, it's like again here we getting into that that my thing with having at least one likable character, and the closest one you get to is Jordan. But even Jordan's kind of somewhat not likable for some because I, I almost feel like angsty. It's like, They're all angsty. I feel like it's almost because it's a rip off of like Bill and Ted, like you were saying earlier but well no i mean different like look the mannerisms are but yeah that's what i mean obviously the voice Mm -hmm. oh yeah like the whole the whole look the everything but lines no (laughs) i mean and that could have been done by on purpose though i don't know what the maybe maybe the director was trying to go for that kind of like i don't think this represents the 90s i don't know at this point but what i what i am saying is like his his like the like his like drive and and needs and stuff like that. He becomes a fleshed out guy. I feel so. I feel just sorry for him throughout almost the whole movie. 
But you didn't, so you didn't like him? No, I I, <laughs> I like. I thought he was unlike. He's the, un, he's, he's uh, the not most like like. What's the word I'm trying to say? Not unlikable. Like, it's impossible not to he's like. Not him. Un, he's not. He's not. He's not unlikable. But there's a point where you're just like, dude, you're just a fucking doormat, and you're just so okay with it. But I get, that's uh, the that's the thing that you, that's probably bothering you is that he's okay with it. Like like the thing is is because you feel like he's getting taken advantage of. But when, yes. even when she comes clean in her own way. He he doesn't seem to be broken up about it too much, and he even seems to seems to question his own like what he wants out of this, you know. Which is where Xavier, I think, comes in for both of them. Is he tests the waters for both of them on both sides of like the sexual spectrum, you yeah, know? Yeah, so, I, I mean, I like that's what I feel like this whole film eventually kind of becomes about, right? Like, if you're gonna look at anything literal that happens, like a literal thing that actually happens, it's that this weird dude shows up tests them sexually and by the end of it they kind of like know what they're into and actually don't feel like anybody gets taken advantage of in this movie like like Uh, clearly not because there's several scenes in this movie where they're you know where you think somebody would be like oh my gosh that my girlfriend's having an affair with this man but instead he masturbates while watching them you know what i mean it's like and vice versa that same thing happens the the opposite way so yeah yeah but i almost see he likes this i don't know dude i almost see his masturbating and that shit like i don't think he's ever comfortable with their relationship and i think it was a sign of fucking weakness what Mm -hmm. he wants to fuck the shit out of xavier he wants wants (laughs) that guy around him at all times (laughs) i think he wants to fuck xavier but i don't think he he wants her to fuck Xavier. I don't agree with that at all. I think he loves this idea that he gets to stay with the woman that he loves and he can maybe test this idea I, about I will, this urge that he I, has. I, the, only, the only thing I, I will say that I, I do think Cody's correct on was the the scene when 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 Jordan is masturbating watching them like like that the and the fall and basically what happens after that it definitely feels like he is um not totally cool with it he seems a little like uh, it, it came to me like a little sad or heartbroken over yeah he's it. just given up Can at I, that point I don't he think really it's that at all up. guys like they, this is a, this scene happens right after Rose McGowan's character where after Amy tells him hey look like you know and he she doesn't catch on with the first time but he says straight up like oh i don't care like that's cool like, you guys had sex? That's cool. I think that scene, I don't think he feels, uh, I don't think that uncomfortable look on his face is is him uh, saying, I don't want my girlfriend to be having sex with this guy. I think it's like, oh, shit, man, I'm into this kind of shit. Like, I think he's coming, like, he's gripping with his sexuality throughout this entire film. I think when he sees this and he sees that he's turned on by this and maybe, like, I think he's finding out that maybe he's bisexual. like. I didn't see it as like this sad scene. I saw it as this, hmm. like I'm into this, I and could, I'm finally realizing that. And I, that changes my world. I agree with that. I also could see it as, um, you know, like there's certain moments that make you think maybe he loves Amy so much that yeah, he, he that he anything. would just do he yep. would just go along with it because he just wants to hang out with her. That's exactly how he you comes know, across. like he's totally infatuated with her, maybe in a way. But he also he's just weird about shit too. Like it's like it's so it's so uh, back and forth. And I think that's the point in the movie is to like kind of confuse you as to which way it's gonna go. You know what I mean? Like is he attracted to the to this guy that just came in here? Is he not? Oh, is she attracted to him? Is she not? Like but it, like like also let's keep in mind like the first scene we have of these two kids having sex it doesn't finish because right. he can't he can't do it that's true right that's true so you know yeah. something's up right the only time he's then eventually now able to have his sex with his girlfriend is after Xavier comes into their lives 
and he's flirting with the guy. I think what I'm saying is he can't. He, Xavier completes the sexual desire that he has. If you think about it, he yeah, because they get all close in the hotel room the first time, the first hotel room they go to, they get very close, and you think they're gonna maybe like kiss or something, and then he's like, "I gotta go take a piss," and he goes into the bathroom and fucks his girlfriend immediately. Yeah, Yeah. and then Xavier comes and watches, and that there's that infamous scene where he you know licks his own jizz, dude. Oh, I gag, I I gag every time. Yeah, it's it's a gross one. It's a gross scene. The way it's shot is not. It's very I, and I've watched short bus. Like I've seen the real shit happen, and like even what the fuck does that mean? It's another movie. It's okay. another movie yeah. that okay. uh, maybe I'll pick that one next. <laughs> um, Opening scene, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a scene in this movie, short bus, where a guy jerks off into his own mouth, his own oh. face. Yeah. But it's it's real, like shot in porn Wait, style. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> what I'm saying is the I don't I don't imagine that this was a his real cum on his hand that he. No. It, no. I think it just looked way gross than the, more, way well, more gross than the real thing. There's the just so thing, much of it. I mean, it's, <laughs> to be honest, it's the whole build up to the whole to the thing. It's the whole situation and then it's like, yeah, it's glistening in like the Ugh. the the neon uh, glow you, you of the bathroom. Describe the glisten, I don't you know, think. I'm yeah. just saying like it, it, does, it makes you, to it. It makes you really like your stomach kind of turn. Yeah. And it certainly does. You know, and you're like, "Holy shit." So it's like, yeah, it is weird how they contrast these these things yeah. that just make you go, "Oh my gosh." Anyways, that has nothing to do with these kids discovering themselves. Uh, yeah, no. Not. Well, I mean, it, well, in a way, because it does. Xavier's character too is the, that's the one I just can't nail down. I don't know. For some, he does feel like he feels he doesn't feel like he's a part of the. He feels like an outside source. He doesn't. Yeah, he's feel, a catalyst. But no, he almost feels like in a way like um. I guess yeah. He almost feels in a way like not not. Again, like we were talking, the world kind of changes when he shows up. It, it does feel like he's kind of not of their world, but they're not really aware of it, and he is making them question everything because it's so yes. weird. Of like, I agree with that. How they he just comes and chops off a dude's agent's dude's head, and it talks. We blew later. it off with a shotgun, but yeah. yeah. No, it's a chop. It's a clean chop. I don't know what kind of knife flew out of that shotgun. <laughs> So that, that is a yeah, that's loaded with knife, knife, <laughs> knife shot, knife shot. Everybody knows knife Number shot. Number four knife shot. It's really tough. <laughs> this must have been the moment that you realized that you were in a surrealistic film. Oh yeah, when the, film when because... the goo comes out and he's still talking. Yeah, you're, yeah Well, yeah, I took you know. that as I took that. Well, I, I initially took that as um, oh, like this is because um, Jordan and um, uh, Amy Amy are both high as fuck and they're just kind of imagining that it happened, but it, it was. After this, it's it's one it's it's honestly it, it's once that's the following scene when they're at the hotel in the six 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 motel or some shit. I'm just like, okay, so this isn't reality in any way. This is some some false reality type thing. Well, even the design of the hotel rooms gives it a very yeah. like yeah. Uh, otherworldly feel to the to the yeah. movie. Like well, in the with the colors that they use. I mean, let's think about it. after the guy's head gets chopped off and they're running out of the they're running back to the car like they run by like a a blue wall, a red wall, you know, a green, green wall. wall and it's like I think at that point you realize that it's supposed to feel kind of surreal. Like like you're like the world is definitely not the one the audience is living in. Well, there's definitely a shot too where I think it's the an interior of one of the motels is normal, and then all of a sudden, like uh, one of the characters leaves, comes back, and it's all checkered, like it's a fucking Tom Petty video. 
right? No, it was no, always that's a, checkered. That's a different hotel. It's room. always checkered. Yeah. yeah that, Is it always? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was always checkered. Yes. Yeah. I but I did, lo- I, didn't, like, I did catch lo- that I did love I did I did love the subtle detail where the blinds were also checkered. Dude, everything <laughs> yeah, was checkered. Yeah, like everything was checkered. All I kept the thinking towels, was like this like looks like something out of like a fucking like aha uh-huh video or something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was like I just feel like Xavier's character is an outside source and it, it, it I think it's even kind of driven home with especially in the beginning of the film before he joins them really on their journey, he just keeps popping out of nowhere, pops out of nowhere at the drive-in, you know, there's like a little tussle and pops in the car. Then at, you know, they ditch him and they're at the gas station. Again, he pops and grabs the shotgun. Like there's these moments where he just pops into their life. Yeah. Every time pretty and, much. And forces, <laughs> forces himself upon them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. He's I actually didn't under. I actually sure. didn't. I, 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 I probably wasn't paying enough attention, but I just didn't understand the, the initial, fight or whatever that happened and how he even got in there because I because like everyone there has was, a shotgun like, in this movie there was like that when they're at the to the drive-in like I like okay these some people are fighting they drive away and then all of a sudden there's a third person in the backseat talking and I was like was he always back there yeah well, so, but here's uh, no the thing. no he got thrown I in like, the car never... and then she got out and said get the fuck off my car and he jumped in and said drive I didn't and... see that shit either. I didn't see that Neither. okay okay like, what, <laughs> that makes sense but now. this is why I keep asking the question like at what point in time do you guys realize you're like oh I'm watching like a movie with surrealism in it. Somebody, N- somebody being in the backseat of a car is equal surrealism. No, no, no. But like, I'm the talking about like, me. like, where did he come from? Why? How did he just pop out of nowhere? Like at this point in time, like, I kind of feel like all bets are off about like whether or not this is like flowing in any type of continuity that I'm going to understand or like any of the physics are going to work. <laughs> when he's no I just kind of like once he popped up in like the convenience store I was like okay this guy is just part of whatever these two are doing like now. he could be a fucking ghost for all I he, know yeah. that's yeah they don't try to ditch him way. at any point after that I don't think it almost like, feel, they like, don't try why, to ditch him that's why I say because he forces himself on him well like, she ends up having times. an affair she ends up having an affair with him mm-hmm. like you know in the car and then he tries to rub it in Jordan's face and, you know, and he doesn't seem to like really catch on or care much about it, you know? And then like, so I feel like yeah, at that point he's kind of stuck with them. Like they're kind of going on this journey together now. Like they're not trying to ditch him anymore. He's busy playing with that belt buckle. To, a- to, answer, the, to, an- to answer the question, I thought, I, I thought that I was in a surrealist film when they got to the hotel, like I said a bit ago, where it was okay. 666 and I was like, okay, this is not reality. Right. Like this, you could fly on a cloud at this point and I'd be like, all right. I, well, I didn't think that would happen. But okay, no, I probably would have been upset. They flew on a cloud. Well, that's why. Well, how how long did it take you before you were like, oh, I'm not watching anything that's the, fucking really happening? Well, yeah, it's the head, the head with the the, the head, yeah, yeah, the talking head, the guacamole coming out of the, the mouth. mouth. Like, yeah. I mean, that's like Margaret Cho running out with a fucking machete, like chopping yeah. her kids up and shit. But um, the, the newscast, like like the, they're watching the news at the at the motel. I think that's a good indication that we're in some weird world. Mm-hmm. Just by the way that's displayed, you mm-hmm. know, it's like terribly green screened. Even the tie is like blocked out because I thought it was actually kind of fucking funny. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> and it's like oh, I love this show, and it looks like some sock puppet, weird ass fucking paper mache TV show that really doesn't exist, you know. And it's like I think at this point you realize they're trying to put you in a world that's totally like set apart from what work you know what's real. Um, not totally in the sense that you can't identify with like in there it's not like human or anything, but that we're supposed to believe it's like otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. anyone grows like more than Jordan, or do you think Jordan is? Who do you think? I guess the main focus of this movie is on 
Who would you say is like the, the main I'd character? I'd say Jordan. Amy. Jordan has the most growth. I feel like everything that Amy did and engaged in, uh, it either by the way the film was edited or presented to us, uh, all seemed totally natural and nothing new. Yeah. Somehow Amy seems like she's the focal point to me, but I feel like the only one who really does have somewhat of growth is Jordan. Yeah, he's the one that goes through the most change. Not, I think I, I think all three of them do. Even I Xavier. He, I don't think Xavier has any growth. Uh, I feel like everything he does is in him already. Yeah. That's why I feel like he almost feels like an outsider. He, he's like the experienced one of the yeah, group. Yeah, no, I know. There's no doubt about it. I just, the, the ending led me to believe that there was say. something to to be said about, I he learned something about well, friendship I, at least. I was going to say that about Amy actually, not so <laughs> yeah. much Xavier because, you know, Xavier, the end of the movie is, well, I mean, the last shot we should say is them driving away yeah. without Jordan um, and, you know, Xavier just says, do you want a Dorito? And Amy just seems to be kind of in her own mind, in her own world, thinking about what had just happened to Jordan. Mm -hmm. And I think to me that 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 just even like that moment, like that they they hold on her, you know, as she doesn't respond to him is that moment where she realizes, like, maybe I've been gone too far. Maybe maybe this is the point where it's like. Mm -hmm. I'm actually feeling some guilt for what I've done. I'm actually Which also know. which is also I think a scene that that showcases what I was saying, which is like I don't think Xavier grows a whole lot because after everything he's just like, Oh, I'm fucking hungry. I'm gonna eat right. now. And it's like it's right. nothing really yeah. new that he has to actually process. I it's, this just hit me and maybe this is a way to look at it too, and and maybe you guys have already thought of this, but I'm thinking maybe Jordan and Xavier both represent something in Amy. Whereas Jordan might be Amy's innocence, which dies at the end of the film, and she drives off with mm. uh, Xavier, who's all that grown-up bullshit, fucking crazy stuff that you go through. I like it. After <laughs> I think that's a great theory. That's a really yeah, interesting theory. Theory. I love yeah. it. I think it's it could be very true. Like, there's a part of her that just want you know is still like trying to figure out like who she is, which is the Jordan side of her, and Xavier is the wild ass fucking crystal meth it's, doing crazy motherfucker. Real world, it's the real yeah. Jordan or Xavier represents the fucking real world, and somehow Jordan represents that innocence you have before you fucking get into the real. And world. there's all these people from her past when she tried to be other things, other people like trying to figure out who she was, you know, like that's now coming back. And to saying, like catch up with her, yeah, or saying come back to us, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And she she says that's not who I am that's now. Interesting. I also think there's that's interesting. It's there's a good also, theory. There's also some growth with Amy, like regarding the central relationship between her and Jordan that I'm trying that I try to catch up on because I feel like Jordan can't perform, and I feel like both of those kids know before they meet Xavier that like like the relationship's not going to last on this trajectory, right? Like I think even she knows. Like and I do believe her when she says that she loves him very much. I think that's a that's 100% true. But I definitely feel like they know that something's missing in the in the relationship. And like through Xavier they kind of learn to like not only physically be together but like also emotionally. They all seem very close at least by the threesome end of this. Well, if you think about it, like when when they're in the checkered room yeah. and and uh, Jordan leaves to go to the Quickie Mart to get some snacks and a yo-yo, like the whole scene uh, that's going on in the hotel room is 
I think we're exploring the dark side of Amy and she's basically playing a game with Xavier. Like if, if you crack a smile, I get to strangle you. Like I get to kill yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And he is just fucking crazy enough to go along with her curiosities, mm-hmm. you know? And, and like, and so I think that's the part of her that she wants to express, but jo- it's not in Jordan to, to be that kind of person. Yeah, yeah, you know she's what getting I mean? Something. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like even that very next scene is like, telling too because uh you know jordan comes back um they've had sex he's cool he lays up right next to her and like when they wake up he makes a point to say like this is the first time we've ever woken up next to one another which at this point you're like wait a second you guys have sex you've tried like you've you've never woken up next to each other like how is that possible Mm -hmm. and then you think about it and you're like annie's happy and she leaves the bed and he's still happy like I can tell you how it's I just ha- feel like it's all connected at that point. I can tell you how it happens because, again, going back to my theory, Jordan is her innocence. Uh, how they've never slept together before is because Jordan lived at home. He called his parents on this trip no, to no, tell I don't them. Think, like, come on. To t- dude, to tell. Yeah. Th- I think she does too because he asked, You're going to call your mom? Like, he asked, like, yeah. the first time they go to the first hotel room, yeah. you should call your mom. And she's like, Fuck that. I understand. I, like, okay, but like, now you're trying to put a physicality to like. What clearly is is a line that's it's not that's not a throwaway line. He's not throwing away like, hey, we literally haven't woken up together. Like that's an um, that's a that's something that's supposed to be speaking to their character. I don't want to like dismiss it as just like, well, yeah, he only said that because it literally they literally never slept. Like I don't think that that's. I don't know. They've been together for three months. I know that much. Like he does say, like memories. Like how long you been together? He's like, man, fuck, a long time. Yeah, yeah, three months. I I took that as more of like a teenage joke kind of thing. Like kids, fucking relationships don't last a long time. Also, that he probably doesn't know a lot about Amy. Like Jordan, you know, in that three months time, he probably doesn't know. He can't know everything, but they're definitely they're sitting around calling, saying that they're in love with another. She went to a different high school. Yeah, <laughs> she, has, I don't know, I just, she has the car. So. I, I think that scene means a lot to all the characters, and I think it's huh. the one time you see it's everybody very sunny. Like this movie mostly yeah. takes place at night. If you you know, but so this is like one of the sunnier like sh- shot scenes when she gets out of bed and Xavier and Jordan are left laying there, kind of being, I guess, flirty. I, you would call it like he keeps scooting closer to them. They keep getting closer. Yeah, and it's something that they and. Well, I guess now that we're getting to this point, it, it's it. This is the one part of the film where like things I don't quite like. Like this is where things start going downhill for me a little okay. bit with this film. What's that? Um, I'm actually a little bummed, you know, that like Jordan doesn't ever actually get to ultimately fulfill his fantasy, right? Like he wants to have sex with Xavier. You could tell there's there's sexual tension between the two that you can do, cut yeah. with a knife. Yeah, Xavier clearly has to know that Jordan is into him because he's flirting with him heavy throughout the whole film, oh, yeah. right? And then you get the scene where there's a finally, like, there's a threesome, right? Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, like, uh, Amy leaves, and then Jordan says, oh, I'm losing my heart on. And then, like, Xavier's like, I'm not. And at that point in time, it was kind of like... There's oh. not a threesome, though. Like, they just wake up in the same bed together. They haven't actually... No, 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 I'm yeah. talking, no, about, talking about the very, very when they're in the, the warehouse. Yeah, well, we're jumping around, so I might as well. Yeah. We're at the you warehouse yeah. at the end. It, what, I'm, what, what I'm ultimately saying is that Jordan never actually gets to ever fulfill that. Like, I feel like everybody's fantasy gets fulfilled to some extent, except for Jordan's. Jordan's very, very, very attracted to Xavier, and... In a very like and puppy saying, dog way, and then that scene, the lights go out right before what yeah. could have been. What could have been like, hey, everybody's getting their way. Like, it, there was a part of me that kind of felt like he got really like 
got the short end of the stick. Well, definitely so to put did. it like, yeah. Because and it and it bothered me because I just, I like I kind of wanted to see them like hook up. Uh, but at, uh, so the director is a is a gay yeah, man, yeah. like right. and you know like and it, this movie is labeled a heterosexual film by Gregor Aki, which I think is probably a kind of a joke in a sense. It's a very much yeah. You know, yeah like, I know like that, if you watch he's... the film, it's very bo- it borders that line this whole time. Like especially yeah. with those two characters, like it always brings you right to the point where you think they're gonna get together and then they just don't. And the end is especially like the fucking stamp on that because it's like what you're saying. Yeah. The lights go out and suddenly it becomes a fucking horror movie, you know, and Mm -hmm. this guy, I mean, I mean, what, what's more symbolic, you know, of this, you know, before this man gets to fulfill his, you know, maybe homosexual fantasy, like he gets his fucking dick cut off. Like, I mean, then that's the end of the movie, you know? And that's the part again. And then that, that was going to tie into the the part where this really, really starts. Like that was my first disappointment. And then the ending to me was just kind of like, all right, dude, now you're hitting me over the he- head w- with a hammer on this shit. Like, you really? Okay, the kid's red, white, and blue, and they represent America, and you're going to lay the girl down on a fucking American flag, and a Nazi's going to rape her? Like, at this point, I'm like... <laughs> with a Virgin Mary statue? <laughs> yeah, like, this is just, like, at this point, like, okay, you, like, it's becoming a... It wasn't, like... It didn't leave me questioning what I just saw. I knew very, very clearly what he right. was trying to tell me. And for me, I felt like this. It was that's where the film, it's like he 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 abandoned the subtlety. Yeah, he abandoned it, and he starts you know coming at me, you know, swinging with heavy hands, and I'm just kind of like at this point, like, yeah, man, now I'm out. Like, and I kind of don't, don't know like what you did I with think this. He abandoned I abandoned subtlety because I don't think this movie's ever really that subtle. Like, no, but he's uh, saying the symbolism is. He's saying it's subtle with the symbolism and the tones and the themes. Like you're as an audience member, you're supposed to go on that journey and kind of pick up the notes and that like, this director is dropping. But that this, this whole time we've been yeah asking questions like I don't know, man. Like maybe you know, did Jordan really like watching his girlfriend worse having sex? Than like the six 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 thing or like well, any of the signs, the billboards, like that never actually like sure we can hint around that this maybe a purgatory or hell or whatever. It's just the symbolism of like, it's clearly like America's fucking over the, this doomed generation of kids. Yes. Like literally. And he's a Nazi. Like, you know, like I just kind of felt like at that point in time, it could have been done like the rest of the film and it didn't have to feel like heavy handed. Yeah. Uh, like I got hit in the head with a fucking bat. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, this scene did feel, I feel like, like that. <sighs> I feel like the reason they did that is because they're like, we have to do that because there's a level of this movie is pretty in tone wise. I would say sets a tone from the very beginning and then stays that tone up until the last 10 minutes where this happens and it just ramps to a fucking 12. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I think that was meant to just be like, okay, this is the climax of the film. We, and we got to wrap this all up in some somewhat of a bow. And I think that's why they went to that level, honestly. I mean... Because you really do have this tone throughout it until that last 10 minutes, and then it just spikes up, dude. That's your climax. But, like, there's, like, like, like imagine an ending as subtle as, like, okay, they have a threesome, they go outside, uh, Amy gets on a bus colored like the American flag, and it never comes back ever again. Like, you could, like, still kind of get this idea, like, oh, yeah, America's really, like, breaking our youth up. Like, you could have gotten it or like, but I don't know. Maybe I did it. So you wanted the ending of Ghost World? (laughs) But, like, it is the ending of Ghost World. So funny. Because that's exactly what I was thinking when I was saying it. Um, It's the haircut. Yeah. But, like, at the end of that, 
but what led it to believe to that was like when we when we reviewed Ghost World, we didn't know really exactly what to make of that ending. Yeah. But sure, we definitely true. know it meant something, and right. we can go back and watch the film. With this film, I feel like now I don't even have to go back to see yeah. it. Like I get what you're trying to say, dude. Got it. Like, I think it was totally. I'm not gonna effective. pick anything else up. I think it was totally effective. Oh, like if for me, super fan ninety nine. For me, this this, <laughs> this film is so. <laughs> this film this film is so like nihilistic and like it actually oh, yeah, really definitely. wasn't going definitely. anywhere if you really think about it. Like they just uh, go from it? hotel to quickie mart. Like there's really not like a grand journey involved it's, it's in this actually whole thing. a pretty boring uh yeah. cookie cutter that they go it's yeah. like yeah. meet another character yeah. that's weird quickie Same mart scenario. hotel, quickie like, mart hotel. it's kind of redundant actually uh, you know you they just meet these bigger characters along like parker posey shows up as like an ex like lesbian mm-hmm. lover i'm assuming you know she's got a big wig on her part's great she ends up like pulling a sword out and shit but like but yeah i feel like i i Wait, where were we going with this? We were basically saying like the, how, how impactful the ending was, and you how said I it was, was saying that. Oh, oh too yeah. Much so and... I'm saying it was effective. Like, and, and yes, you're right. It is heavy handed in the sense that it's spread the American flag out, Nazi symbol painted on the chest. You know, there's a rape that's involved. There's a dick getting cut off. It's a very extreme scene, but the way, it, the reason that worked for me is because of the strobe light that was going on at the time, the the, sh- the shots that they chose to use, like when you would get a glimpse of what was actually going on, the fact that the fucking national anthem is playing in the background, like putting all these things together made me feel very uh, uncomfortable, like very uncomfortable with this scene in general, like all around. And like, I feel like when I, we've talked about this before, when I watch this, like a film, like whether I love it or hate it, if it pulls an emotional like reaction out of me, or if it makes me wince, or it makes me like feel just horrible, like to me that's a win. Like that's a that's something that's done like somewhat effectively. Yeah, I I mean I can I I'll, I'll agree with you with that. The end of this film definitely it works on the. For me, it, it definitely works on the shock factor element. It's aggressive. It's in your face. It's just it's it's ramped up to fucking eleven. But I also agree, though. I, I agree more with Mike, where I was like, you know, I it is just a little too much, you know, in my face about what the director is trying to say about it. Like he presented he presented what he wanted to say in a stylistic way that was aggressive and cool. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it's I'm not left questioning. I, gotcha. It felt like you know, kind of felt like felt like bad experimental theater. <laughs> like I felt at the end of the end, like the, the lights would come on, and they would go scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. I was watching, and all I could think was, "Oh man, this is this is better than the Purge." This feels like the purge, and it's better than the purge. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, your, this is, you, is this like your favorite part of the movie? Did you win? Uh no, I don't even. I don't. Man, you know what, Mike? I hate to say this. Uh, but I don't know what my favorite part of this okay. movie okay. is. <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite part. That's a good. That's a good question. Maybe we'll answer that when we come right back. Hey X, do you like slam dancing? It's all right. Except you get someone's elbow in your eye or a steel toe boot in your crotch. Why? Have you ever? I mean, does it like? All those bodies, all that sweating and pushing and shoving. Does it give me a heart on? <laughs> yeah, always. And we're back. Let's. What do you say we rate this mammer jammer? 
Should we read it? Fuck yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Did you really need our confirmation? Yeah. Like, uh, I did. No, not, really. not, not yet. I wanted, not, not today. I not tonight. I wanted to <laughs> not this <laughs> episode. <laughs> so how many cum hands are we rating this, Chris? <laughs> 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 what are we rating it, Chris? Um, I'm going to go Skull Lighters. Like, skull Lighters. I feel like that was featured lighters. kind of prominently, especially at the very end, like when Xavier pulls out the missing skull lighter and it reminds what I assume reminds Amy of Jordan who has just been fucking brutally murdered. Yeah. Cool. I'll go first because I don't think mine's gonna be a shocker. Um I again we've said this before I've we've said this before. I had a lot more fun with this conversation than 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 watching this movie. Um man this for me personally this is just a, it's a painful watch. It's, a, it's a, it was tough to get through this man. This I I can't get behind the acting style in this movie. It was very annoying to me personally. Um I I, could, I I get people that are into this movie though. Don't get me wrong. I get people that are into this movie. It's not my thing. It feels like a cheap porno throughout the whole thing too just with the lighting of the red and the blue and um <laughs> it feels like at any moment and it almost is, is is that way with the sex that's in it too it just feels like this really cheap dirty filthy porno that i'm watching <laughs> that just won't end oh, um with just the worst dialogue and um without and without <laughs> characters to enjoy uh, for me, man, I would put this, I mean, I, I'm going to go with a one because there's just, the, again, the conversation was fun, <laughs> but I mean, this is not one I would recommend. I see why Chris didn't recommend it to me, you know? Um, and yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's a one solid one. Let's go. Let's go with, let's go with Mike next. It's, it's tough. This is a tough review for me because like, it's like, it's between a three and a four. Because, like, the weird thing about this film is that there's so much of this film that I really, really, really like. And then there's a lot that I really don't like. Yeah. Like, there was just parts where I was like, come on, man. Like, um, trying to think if I even want to meet it in the middle. Like, I, I, I want to be hard. I'm going to be a 3.5. <laughs> what do you say between a three and a four? I was like, you mean a 3.5? No no, 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 no. I'm saying in my head, I, I think I'm going to give it a four, actually. Okay. Because, like, as much as I want to say, I could easily say 3.5 because it's like, you know, I'm going to. Yeah. Between, like, I, my decision process is like, do I think it's a good. Me- my four is based on whether or not I would tell somebody else to watch this, and I think I absolutely would say yes. Um, all the things I like about this film, I, I, I thought. Just the dynamic between the three characters. I love that. I love the way the film is shot. I love the dialogue. Um, and then the ending, kind of like it just it for me, it's a huge letdown. It's like it's like the ending of Dexter. Like it's just kind of like I think that fell on de- after, deaf ears in this room. I don't room, know dude. what that no is. But it sounds that. Bad. I know. I know. It, yeah, yeah, it was it's not like good. the fast like the last two seasons were just like oh man, it was so fucking good. But like now this sucks. But if somebody came up to me and said, "Hey, was Dexter a good series?" I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, yeah. it was a good series, <laughs> dude. That's a good series." I, would, you know, I, I mean, to... stay stay after after don't you don't have to stay after three? But like yeah, like, I'm like uh, anything after Trinity Killer. Just... Yeah, after Trinity Killer's gone, you can just give up at this <laughs> point. It's yeah. fine. Like it, and that's kind of how I feel about this film. It's just like there's this one aspect of it that I absolutely hate. But I, I can't say that this isn't going to be an important film for me in a film that I might even watch again. Although, again, that 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 leads to also a thing I didn't like, which is, do I really need to watch this again? I feel like I got the point. Like I don't need to go. I I feel like I'm not going to find another layer. Mm-hmm. But for maybe the technical, I'd watch it again just to see like some of the cool shots he had, and because it feels just so amateur. Like it seems uh, unhindered, 
like like it almost like he did it on the fly and i think there was some a lot of cool things that came of that like gorilla style yeah almost. very much yeah. so very much so Kyle? I'm going to rate this film a three. I was originally going to do a 2.5, but this conversation um, I felt was actually a little more enlightening than, you know, what I actually took away from the film. Um, You know, I I wasn't the biggest fan of the performances and some of the deeper introspective, well, it's probably not introspective to, to Mike, but... For me, like I didn't pick up on a lot of the characterizations that you did in there, the deeper level of their their relationship and how they're woven together. You know, that's why it's getting an extra bump. I think there was just a little bit more I looked oh, I, I looked past while watch this movie. I did like the movie did did do the one job that I think, you know, creative or experimental film should do, which has made me think. Like it the whole time I personally locked in, locked my mind into the whole purgatory thing. So the whole film, it was more of an adventure for me. I was like, oh, is this what, like, why would they be here? You know, who's the one that's actually here? Is it, is it just, is it just uh, Rose McGowan's character that's actually dead? And these people are just following her. Is it all three of them? Is it two of them? What, you know, what's going on? Um, you know, I thought some of the filmmaking was interesting, Um you know, Mike, I know you're a huge fan of the indie low-budget stuff. I mean, I don't think I was as hard into it when I was younger. So, like, some of the indie uh, the shots and the way that it's made, it doesn't resonate as well with me as as it does with you or, or other people. But I think overall it's a really interesting film. I don't think, to Mike's point, I don't think I'm going to watch it again because I don't think there's more that I'm going to pull from it. What I think I would have pulled from it, I pulled it out of this conversation with you guys, which is pretty cool. So, um, but overall I would recommend somebody check it out. If you haven't seen it before, it's fucking crazy. And, uh, yeah, three for me, three skull lighters. That's the shocker of the night for me right there. I didn't see it going that high. I didn't see it going that high. It's a weird fucking speaking movie. Of going high. <laughs> yeah, speaking of going, <laughs> we're actually we're going to be creating a new scale. Chris will be on a ten point scale on no. this one. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm going to be very, very, very honest about this. Like, do I love this film? Yes, I do. But do I? Can I objectively see the flaws in this film? Absolutely. Like Not. this. No. This <laughs> <laughs> seamless. <laughs> like R- Mike and I were touching on it earlier, the f- the film is kind of redundant. Like, there's not a lot that happens in this movie. It's three characters that go from hotel room to quickie mart to hotel room to quickie mart to some fucking store. Like, and it all seems like it's kind of on the outskirts of Los Angeles or something. You know, like, so I could see how it, you know, it would kind of drag. Like, the story would drag. There's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of like. uh a lot of things, different things that happen other than meeting weird characters. Um, the characters can be very annoying at times. The dialogue does drag out quite a bit, making scenes feel very long. Um, so, you know, objectively I can say, yes, it's definitely not going to be for somebody who's not like patient with it. Um, but overall, like from a production standpoint, like aesthetically, yes, this movie definitely inspires me. Like, the way uh, things are lit, the way the set is, des- the sets are designed, like the um, like the way the characters looks are are designed, like all of these things to me are like very intriguing. And you know, and 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 Gregor Aki is a director. Like if you go on to see the other two movies that are part of this so called trilogy, like you you see that he has a style for this, and 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 like a good eye for like nineties like cliche, but like kind of twisted and distorted in a weird way um you know it's 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 
it's definitely a product of the times. Like this movie is like down to the soundtrack. Like it is, it is such a product of like the mid nineties. It's not even funny, but I love Rose McGowan in this movie. I do see her as like, I mean, like as a badass kind of character, even though she's not necessarily like virtuous in any way or like, you know, maybe you're not even supposed to feel like she is, but I like, I like the way she's, she acts in this film. I like how doofy, you know, Jordan kind of is and like, yeah, the lessons that he might learn or like the journey he kind of goes through, even though it's tragic. Um, and I like the tempter that's, all, you know, riding alongside him. So, it, you know, overall, like this movie, I can pull a bunch of things out of it that I love. I'm going to give it a four and a half simply because I discovered new things about this movie because of you guys that I never thought about, you know, as far as the story goes or as far as how the characters are on a metaphoric level, potentially. Um, and because of that, I have to bump it up a half to a four and a half because, because I do think there's some merit to that. I think that could totally be possible. And that, and, and, you know, the two male leads in this could be a reflection of Amy, you know, internal struggle. And I love that. So, and I'm glad you brought that to my attention. So four and a half skull lighters for me. I also want to note, since you were talking about, uh, Iraqi's other films, like I, as I was, I, cause I've never seen a single other one of his films and as i was going through it I, you know i couldn't help but like see like the rotten tomato scores like nothing has gone above like a 50% for any of his films mm-hmm. but like it was kind of one of those things where i feel like it wasn't a bad thing does that make any sense <laughs> you know like people who really like his work are are are, yeah. are fans and i think i think there's just like a line like you know, then again, he goes on to do other things that don't have this style, like Smiley Face with Anna mm-hmm, Ferris. Mm-hmm. He directed that. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, yeah. have this. Right. Like, uh, yeah. It I, might I, have yeah. like a little bit of that kind of humor injected into it, but overall, it's not this very over stylized kind of world that he's creating. Well, th- well, didn't I read somewhere like this was also like, I think the only film like he was a cinematographer for this or something like yeah, that? Yeah, because he had, a, he had, a, he had a, finally had a budget. Yeah. Well, well had, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is by time. no means a very. Yeah. No, I mean eight hundred thousand dollars is not a lot for no, a film. Maybe I'll pick it at some point down the line, but nowhere comes out is the is the third in the trilogy, mm-hmm. and that one is even like it's heavily stylized, like yeah, this one yeah. is too. Like, like, that's what I felt like. I just felt like it was one of those directors where somebody might say like he's either a genius or you hate him. He's not like okay. It's also you know, you know like like oh I, I would think that yeah yeah I I could see that yeah like, that's yeah. why I kind of mm-hmm. like was like oh cool like every Rotten Tomato score is like a forty six. Yeah, like, he's also riding in that like LGBT community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so you know, not I hate to say it, but not everybody's like open to the you know films True. that are open to you know to that to that world. So this is you know might be hard for some people to to get get into. But I like that he he blends all of that together and blends that world. You know, and it makes and kind of normalizes it, but also shows like the struggles of it and. Yeah, and, and you see it kind of in nowhere as well. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to go, and that might be the next one I go pick up. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. But before we go, we got two shout-outs. Shout-outs to shout-out. <laughs> My mouth needs to work. We got two shout-outs to do. Let's, uh, does someone want to do those? Here we go. We got a five-star review by Sammy0112. Uh, it's labeled A Great Listen, one of my favorite podcasts. It's a good podcast to listen to while doing uh, your makeup or pooping. <laughs> 10 out of 10, would recommend. P.S. Kyle is my favorite. We do go good. What? We do go good with pooping. What other podcasts does Sammy, Sammy listen to? Um, I don't know, probably some hair shit. 
Oh, wow. Okay. While she's shitting. While she's pooping. Apparently that's her go-to listen time. All right, we got a second review. Let's get into that one. All right, this is another five-star review from Ghost Guide 02, uh, and it is entitled Fun, Fun, Fun. (laughs) (laughs) This is great production quality, good content, and hilarious hosts. I'm an older Gen Xer female who is enjoying listening to these millennials talk movies. Not only does the show provide a fresh perspective on iconic cult classics from my youth, I also find myself laughing out loud at some of their observations and comments. A bottom line, the show is refreshing and entertaining. Oh, thank, oh, you, well, very thank you very much. Ghost Guide awesome. 02. Ghost Guide, like, yeah, it's like a ghost tour guide. Started like back in 02. It. I hope so. Started, started that job back in 02. Started giving ghost tours. Well, we just did We just did the movie for Ghost Guide, didn't we? This is Gen Xer. This is... Oh, yeah. Come on. You guys didn't pick that well, that's dropping down yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle does comedy. Uh, hold, on. hold on, guys. I got something for this. Never <laughs> gets old. You get a good one, Ghost Guide 02. Never gets old, does it? All right, guys, that's our show. Remember uh, to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search Cult Film Review. You can follow us on Twitter, Cult Film underscore Review. Cult Film in Review on Instagram. Um, ColtFilmInterview.com. Make sure you Just put cult in. Film interview everywhere. Hey, it's, we're all over. We Ish. did a good job with uh, capturing those domains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got that shit on lock. No one had them before us, so we <laughs> jumped right it? Could you on believe it? it? <laughs> you can follow Kyle. Ah! Come on, you're underscore. I forgot what it was. ColtFilmKyle Col- 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 on Instagram. Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm <laughs> underscore Kyle. <laughs> I zoned out on that. I was, just, I was just so mad at Chris. I was waiting for you to say friendly neighborhood filmmaking. <laughs> Which, by the way, that website is still live. You go check it out right now. Still going strong. Probably the most viewers it's ever had. You can follow Chris at Cult Film underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow. <laughs> still <laughs> <So> stupid. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I want that done every time now. Because <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. You can follow my guy at Mike Salustio on Twitter. That was a real guttural one. Sorry about that one. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. Uh, that is our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time. <laughs>